What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac, and I'm bringing you the best of Croatia from around the globe. This episode is brought to you by Adriatic Tours, the best place since 1974 to book your cruises, tours, flights, and simply all things Croatia. Use the personalized code ALLTHINGSCROATIA to get a special discount and book your trip to Croatia today. For more information, go to www.adriatictours.com or click the link in the description. Now eat the modalje and let's get started. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. In this episode, we have special guest Ida Hamer. Ida is a television journalist and reporter for RTL, who was raised in Zagreb, went to the UK for school, and decided to move back to Croatia and start her career. Uh, she also started and runs the project Stranac u Hrvatskoj, where she interviews foreigners who moved who moved to Croatia about their experience and why they decided to live there. Uh, in this episode, we're going to learn more about her, her projects, and her interviews. Ida, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're very welcome. I appreciate you taking the time to come on here, uh, the All Things Croatia podcast. You know, I'd first seen you, I forget how many months ago, maybe four or five months ago uh, for your Stranac u Hrvatskoj project, you know, where, of course, you're talking to people not from Croatia who are here in Croatia. But before we sort of get into that, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Uh, I know you were born and raised in Zagreb. What was that like for you growing up? I think... Um... Can you tell us a bit about yourself is one of the hardest questions always, because then you need to tell us something about yourself. And I'm always very bad at it. Um, actually, yeah, I was born in Zagreb and my parents are from Zagreb. Uh, but um, I spent my childhood in Zabok, which is in Zagorje. Then uh, we moved back to Zagreb uh, when I went to high school. And then after that, um, I went to the UK to study. Uh, in my high school, I used to love theater. I was acting in a theater in a musical, which made me really happy. Uh, and um, during my high school, I decided to move to the UK. So um, then uh, I was kind of working towards that. And um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well so you were still in high school when you moved to the UK. I thought just for- uh, No, I moved to uh, the UK to go to the university, but during my high school, somewhere when I was, uh, let's say my first grade or second grade, um, actually it was, I think, second grade, uh, we went to our trip with a school to London as I was attending bilingual school. So it was also kind of part of the whole project to go to London. So we went to London and I kind of fell in love with uh, London at the time. And that's when I actually really like made a decision to uh, go and study there, even though I always kind of dreamed of uh, going to study um, somewhere abroad. But that that was the time when I actually decided, OK, um, I want to go to study abroad, definitely. And uh, I at the time still didn't know it's going to be actually UK. There were many different places um, in my mind that I was reconsidering, but uh, the UK uh, was the one in the end where I ended up. Mm -hmm. And how did you like it over there? I mean, it's got to be, com I've actually, I've never been to the UK, but I would imagine it's completely different than Croatia. Uh, it was a big challenge for me, I need to say that. When you're like, I just turned 19 when I moved to the UK 
and you kind of uh, have that feeling that you're a grown-up but you're actually not a grown-up you are getting there but you know you are still uh, not there exactly uh, and I thought you know that I've got everything you know uh, that I'm a grown-up but then when you actually go somewhere where you're so far away from your whole support system your family your friends um, from everything that you've known and where you actually you know grew up uh, and you put yourself in a completely different culture uh, with completely new challenges, um, it is um, perhaps that's the time when you realize, okay, you know, now I actually need to be that grown up and you need to actually um, take care of yourself uh, in, in the whole sense of that word. Uh, I was, uh, I found a job, I was working throughout my whole studies, and um, at the time when I got there, I didn't know a single person on the island. I later on reconnected with my relative who actually lived in London, so she was kind of um, here and then uh, took me with her to London on weekends because I was not in London. I, I moved to Northampton, which is 45 minutes with a train to London. So sometimes over the weekends I would go uh, to see her and then she would take me to all these amazing places. Uh, but at the time I didn't know a single person on the whole island. So it was very challenging for me and uh, it was a big cultural shock, definitely. Um, you know, the weather is uh, not the weather like uh, what it's like in Croatia. Uh, so the whole, you know, raining part and the dark darkness, like it was um, autumn and then winter and um, actually the dark started to fall down very, very quickly. And the rain and the wind, uh, that was like very depressing for me um, because, you know, now even like in November, we had, you know, sunny days. Even now today was sunny outside. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was challenging. And, you know, the coffee culture that they don't have and we have it where, you know, you just sit, uh, sit down with your friends and have a cup of coffee and then you talk about everything that bothers you. Um, what was actually a big cultural shock for me were, were the mobile phones like everyone were constantly on their mobile phones and I was a bit surprised by that because even though we all of course had mobile phones in Croatia when we were together we were not using them so much like we were spending time with each other joking around and stuff like that and I kind of felt people are uh, more virtually connected uh, than we were virtually connected in Croatia. So all sorts of uh, things like that um, kind of uh, were very challenging for me. But I think that um, the, the experience that I gained there was the experience that I would never gain if I would have stayed in Croatia. Uh, not only the educational part, because the educational system is uh, much different from the one in Croatia, but also the life experience that I got being away from my family, being away from my friends and everything that I've known um, at the time, um, studying at a different language, working on a different language, um, operating completely on a different language. The funny thing is that when I got to the UK, I thought, well, I know English. But I was used to the American English uh, and then I heard British English. 
And I was like very confused uh, for the first two weeks. Like it was completely different uh, for me to understand it and the jokes that they've made um, in their own dialects and stuff like that, I didn't understand. So uh, I was kind of like panicking. How am I gonna finish the university here? I don't understand anything they're saying. Uh, but then after two weeks, of course, it started to be much easier. Um, but yeah, so good experience overall, good experience, good life experience. I really appreciate it with all of its challenges. I really appreciate that I had that experience uh, because that experience actually showed me um, that perhaps positive sides of Croatia, like... Um, now maybe I'm going off topic, but one of the reasons, like when I moved to uh, moved out of Croatia, uh, I was a teenager, but I saw that some things are not working out here. Like I saw the corruption and nepotism and lack of opportunities, and I thought that you know the the grass is greener. Uh, so um, I was kind of a bit perhaps frustrated with with the government and with how everything works around here in Croatia. But then when um, I got to England, after a while, I actually realized were, what are the positives of our country. You know, we have this beautiful nature. We can be at the seaside in two hours if we want to. Um, we still have that big connection with people around us. Um, we have solidarity. I think people are much more um, connected with each other still here and all sorts of things like that. So I think the opposite happened. I started to romanticize perhaps Croatia a bit more than because I was homesick. Um, but now I think that, and even when I came back to Croatia, I was full of optimism and motivation and energy, you know? And then I think I saw everything through pink glasses, but now I can say that I have a really um, realistic, realistic view about uh, you know, both both things. Um, I have realistic view, what is, what is it like to live abroad? And I have a realistic view of what is it like to live in Croatia. Croatia is a beautiful country, but it has many of its problems, of course, but it is not necessarily true that the grass is always greener. Mm -hmm. Well, having, you know, both those experiences then, you know, living in Croatia, thinking the grass is greener, going to the UK, and now coming back to Croatia, it sounds like you've decided that the benefits outweigh the, I mean, the pros outweigh the cons coming back and living in Croatia? Um, people always ask me, why have you um, came back? When I came, when I actually came back, people were so shocked and that was the time when uh, all of my, like all of my peers, you know, the the my generation, they they went abroad. Like many of my friends went to went abroad to study, or they went abroad later on in their lives. And some of them are still there, living abroad. Uh, so it was a time where it was very popular to move out of Croatia, and I was the person who came back. And that was something that was very shocking for people. Um, in Croatia, like, um, you know, when I would see somebody on the street that I don't perhaps really know, I don't know the person, like, um, neighbor or somebody like, like that, people would ask me, like, oh, my God, why have you moved back? And they were so shocked and surprised, like, the bombs are falling down around us. And I didn't have, like, a, it was kind of like, um, 
not so motivational for a young person to be coming back to their home country and people will, were so shocked and you know they approach you like you've made a wrong decision but um i understand where, where they are coming from i did understand that at the time and i understand it now um but my my answer is not a complicated one i just decided when i finished the university it's time to go back home like that's it like i just said to myself okay i'm going back home so there's nothing complicated um behind that decision it's just that i wanted to go home that's all mm -hmm. but you're i mean are you happy here now that, that you've been how, how long has it been since you returned it's been five years now okay uh am i happy uh I would say that sometimes I wonder what would life be like for me if I have stayed, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not happy here. Actually, I have um, made a great life here for myself. I do the job that I like. I'm living with my boyfriend. We have our friends surrounding us, our family surrounding us. Um, we have uh, opportunity, you know, to make little trips, whether that's um, somewhere inside of Croatia or in the neighboring countries or somewhere somewhere else. So I think that um, I never, when people ask me whether I've regretted my decision to move back to Croatia, no, I haven't. And I don't think I ever will. And if I ever feel that, I've, that I'm rega regretting it, I probably will move abroad again i never actually said to myself okay i'm going back to croatia and i'm never moving out of croatia again no that's not true if i will not be satisfied with my life um at some point perhaps i will look to other options but at the moment i'm really satisfied how everything is uh, turning out for me so um and there is you know the thing is there's a hard work behind it like you can't just accept that your life is going to be perfect. You need to work hard to, to get the life that you want. And you need to be real, realistic enough to understand that for some things you need to be patient. And whether that's abroad or here, you need to make your life good for yourself. And that does not necessarily mean that your life is, is going to be much better if you move abroad. Maybe you will have much more opportunities. Maybe you will have um, great job and great experience, but maybe you will miss your friends or your family. You know, there are always pros and cons for um, every country, whether that's your home country or a country that's somewhere else. So I think, you know, it depends what you want in your life. Hmm. Yeah, that's a very well-spoken answer for a, a tough question. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. Are you happy? <laughs> Toughest no, question. no, it's it's okay. It's a legitimate question. <laughs> it's a question to think about, though. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Like now, I was like, hmm, yeah, but uh, it's a legitimate question. <laughs> well, one more question for you about sort of the UK before I um, before we get into your career and what you're doing now as far as uh, journalism and reporting. Um, I've heard, you know, you see on the internet a bunch of memes and stuff about the food over in England and that, you know, it's pretty bland and coming from Croatia, which, you know, is culturally rich with food, different types of foods and good food. Did you notice anything? Is that a true stereotype about England? I don't want to offend anyone, but to be quite honest, like my first shock was I came to England, came to Northampton, and the first thing was, 
right, I'm here now. I'm going to go and I'm going to, you know, drink a cup of coffee somewhere. So I went to this pub. Wrong thing to drink coffee in a pub. So I went to this pub and I ordered coffee and I ordered cappuccino and I got it in a really big mug and it was like a soup. And I was like, what's this? And it didn't take like coffee. It tasted like milk with perhaps, um, you know, slightest sip of coffee. So um, it took me a while to get used to um, English coffees. And uh, I always took some coffee with me when I was moving back to Croatia, when I was um, going back to Croatia to visit my family and friends over the holidays, I would always take uh, Croatian coffee with me back to England. And then I was making myself a Turkish coffee at home wow, because yeah. I can't leave without it. And I never um, anywhere uh managed to find something that would be similar like that when we are talking about this commercial uh coffee shops in the uk when it comes to food to be quite honest they are not eating healthy and that concerned me because i was like okay i don't want to be that student that's going to eat frozen food constantly you know frozen pizza and chicken nuggets and who's going to eat fast food and stuff like that i'm not raised like that you know there's always needs to be some soup you know at least once or twice a week mix it up a bit you know so um actually i was very often i would cook for myself at home and and uh i really was trying to be careful about what I'm eating because I didn't want to, to develop bad habits. Um, the food is not amazing there. I need to say that it's not. And I'm really sorry. I don't want to offend anyone. However, they do have perhaps in London, for example, plenty of restaurants and so many rich cultures where you can try Vietnam, Vietnamese, Vietnamese, uh, you can try, you know, I don't know, um, even Croatian food, you can try food Italian from all sorts of different countries. So you always have plenty of options. And of course, plenty of greatest restaurants are, are in London. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that um, my answer is no, the food is not perhaps the best in the UK. However, they do have plenty of different options where you can, you know, try out some great stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure in London, it's a big city. There's plenty of, you know, diversity as far as food goes. But yes, definitely, definitely. I'm planning to go to the UK in uh, March, fingers crossed, to see my uh, friends uh, there. So, uh, like, I'm just, you know, now thinking about some restaurants where I wanna, where I wanna eat some food that we don't perhaps have uh, here in Croatia. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Although Zagreb is starting to get, I've noticed more and more restaurants from, you know, different diverse backgrounds. It is, and I'm completely thrilled about it. A um, couple of years, um, there once they there weren't so many. So, uh, sorry, it's my alarm or something. I'm just gonna take it off. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Are we short on uh, time? No, no, no. I, I've got okay. time. That's for something else. Just a reminder. Sometimes I I uh, put alarm to remind myself of the things that I actually need to do. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, where were we? <laughs> um, I was talking a couple food. years ago. The food in Zagreb. Yeah. Restaurant. Yeah. So I'm completely uh, thrilled that there are um some great stuff to try here as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um. Well, Ida, I want to ask you about, you know, your career now, your reporter slash journalist for RTL. How did that happen? You Did you major in journalism at university? Yeah. yeah. 
And then from there, it was multimedia journalism. And I need to say that um, I still I'm still in touch with my professors in the UK. And um, sometimes, you know, they ask me for something or ask them for something. And uh, I just want to take this opportunity to, to, to say that you know, they're, they've done a great job. And the, the reason that I wanted to go and study um, multimedia journalism in the UK was, um, and to study abroad, because I know that their educational system is much different. And uh, we had plenty of practical work, uh, which I really appreciate today. And we weren't just, you know, students. Uh, they really tried to approach to us as individuals and um, we had small groups. So they were very, you know, uh, they, they took time to, to actually be devoted to us as individuals. And they did, um, took a lot of care that I feel comfortable there knowing that I'm away from my friends and family. So um, just wanted to take this opportunity to to say to them that I didn't forget that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did major in, in journalism. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you asked me how the RTL happened. Uh, I came back to Croatia and I started to look for a job and I applied to many different, um, many different jobs. And uh, then uh, the job uh, opened at the RTL and uh, I, I applied for that too. Um, and I had uh, an interview, few, few, few circles of interviews and then I passed <laughs> and here I am now. <laughs> what was your role at first coming on? I was, um, my role was a journalist, but I started from scratch. So I was do, doing uh, desk journalism. So I was kind of um, doing, uh, we call it like shorter news that are um, airing at 4.30. So I started from that. Um, then after a while, I, uh, you know, got an opportunity to do reports, then live reporting. So I was kind of, I started from scratch and now building it up. Mm -hmm. And so now what are your responsibilities? I know you're doing the live reporting. I've seen some of that. Um, are you writing articles as well? No, we don't write articles uh, for television. However, uh, I am also um, doing another job, which is um, uh, I'm doing interviews with people who perhaps made some kind of difference in, in creation public space, like the actors or singers or architects or, you know, um, scientists or all sorts of different people. So I meet with them, I interview them. And then I write um, in, write interviews down. So I am doing a bit of writing, uh, but that's not uh, for the RTL. Uh, in the at the RTL, we don't do uh, articles. We do reports, television reports, and live reporting. Mm -hmm. And that the interviewing that you just mentioned, what is that for? Where can people listening find those um, articles that you're writing in the interviews? Razgovori.hr. Okay. Razgovori. <laughs> <laughs> HR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it took me a while. I did transition into my Croatian <laughs> mindset for a little bit. And I'll, I'll put a link to that so you know people can check that out, whoever's listening. Yes. Um, do you have a favorite, perhaps, live report for RTL that you've done? Um, you know, sometimes people ask me what's my favorite thing that I've done. Uh, I don't know, really. There are plenty of things that I really enjoyed working on. 
What really makes me happy is um, be the person who does good stories and uh, stories that are positive or have some positive outcome. Um, I really enjoy doing culture, covering culture and covering, um, you know, happenings, whether that's uh, music, theater or, you know, something like that. Um, and, um, you know, stuff like that makes me perhaps the most most happy when I'm doing things like that. Um, when it comes to, um, you know, something that's my favorite, I really enjoyed um, perhaps traveling to Indonesia with the RTL, which happened a while ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, we've done some travel reports from there and that was like really good experience. We've done a lot of things, so it wasn't um, easy. It was like a very, very um, high tempo, but um, actually, it was amazing. It was just to see that nature, to meet those people. I met some Croatians who moved to Indonesia, spoke with them. So that's something that I'll probably uh, certainly will remember uh, for the rest of my life. And uh, things like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah it's, like it's hard to just uh, say, you know, this was the best. It, it's really hard. I know I'm giving you tough questions here. Yes. <laughs> uh, I feel like you just mentioned, I feel like Croatians will always find a way to meet other Croatians, you know, throughout all the world, no matter. That's that's certain. That's for sure. Like uh, not just Croatian people from, from this area, whether it's from Bosnia or Serbia, like when I was in the UK, um, we used to have this thing where we, from a couple of us from Croatia would meet, make ourselves Turkish, Turkish coffee, and then we would talk and hang out. And um, I've made, met some pretty great people, um, Croatian people in the UK. And basically um, I've met a friend, uh, we are still in touch. He's from Serbia, he's living in the UK. So I think, and how we met is that we heard each other languages on the street. So I think that, you know, um, when we are abroad, we are so great to each other, no matter from which neighboring, neighboring countries you're coming from, I'm just not sure why this is sometimes not happening when we are actually in our own countries, uh, which is very sad, but um, hopefully those things are going to change as well. Yeah, well, that's a topic for someone who knows more than I do, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, you like positive and um, cultural type projects. You know, I want to talk about Stranac u Hrvatskoj, which is a foreigner in Croatia. Literally yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That would be literal <laughs> translation, and it would be right. Yeah. Um, when did you come? How did you come up with that? And when? And you know, what what is it about? So basically, uh, when I moved to when I moved back to Croatia, um, I kind of realized that there are many foreigners that moved to Croatia as well. Croatia was uh, Croatia didn't have so many people from abroad living in Croatia before. And I kind of felt that um, when we entered the European Union, that changed. And that was the time where I actually went to UK. So when I was, I felt like when I was in the UK, people just moved to Croatia. And then I came back from Croatia and I realized when I, uh, met, I went back to Croatia and I realized, okay, you know, there are people from abroad living in Croatia as well. So I met a couple of them and, um, 
there are some meetups for foreigners who decided to move to Croatia or Croatian diaspora moving to Croatia or Croatians who moved abroad and now came back to Croatia. Um, they, they are called International Business Meetup Club. So I actually, um, it's an informal, informal hanging out, um, just, you know, networking and talking about stuff you want to talk about. And um, I went on a couple of those meetings and I realized, you know, that there are plenty of interesting people around me with plenty of interesting stories. So this is where I actually kind of realized after a while that it would be interesting to make reports about people who moved here to hear their stories and what they like to share. And I always wanted that to be something positive. Like I wanted people from Croatia to meet those people and hear what are their problems and how do they find us and, um, you know, what are they struggling the most with. And I wanted it to be like perhaps a bit educational, but also informal and fun and positive. And um, so I've done that project. That project was aired um, last year for around eight months, every Friday on um, RTL Danas, on our main news. Um, I'm actually very proud how that all turned out to be. Um, we had uh, almost million, no, more than million, around million views um, on social media. Uh, when you look at all, all all of those reports. So I think that those numbers actually show me that people were interested to see and hear different stories from foreigners who decided to move to Croatia. And I've met so many interesting people with interesting stories. And I'm very grateful that they actually all, I, 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 I don't think that anyone refused me, perhaps, I don't know, one, two, three people perhaps refused to share their story with me, but they were all very open-minded and I'm very grateful they let me into their homes, their businesses, and to, with an open heart, tell me why they are here. And those were the stories for me that actually reminded me why Croatia is a beautiful country, because foreigners see the things that we sometimes take for granted. And those are perhaps the reasons why they moved here, because the country is safe, because the weather is nice, because the people are nice, because the food is awesome, because the nature is beautiful, and there are so many things that you can do here, and also is so well connected with the rest of the world. So I think they reminded me why Croatia is beautiful, and I really hope that those stories inspired somebody, I, because I at times they certainly inspired me. Mm -hmm. it, I really think it's a great thing what you're doing and I'm really a big fan of it. Have you, did you receive sort of any common answers, you know, in these questions that they're asking, that you're asking them, you know, as to why did they come to Croatia and why did, do they like it? Um, everyone said that, almost everyone said that um, people are great and almost everyone said that the streets are safe and that the country is beautiful. Everyone mentioned nature, um, but there are some common problems that bother them, and these are our bureaucracy and language that they all consider to be very hard. Um, so what else? I think those two things were actually something that they were repeating the most.
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree that the language is tough. I'm learning myself uh, Croatian. And when you mentioned earlier in the beginning that you were spending a lot of time in Zagorje, first thing I thought it was, oh, like I wouldn't be able to understand anything over there. <laughs> dialect. I, 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 I can understand that. Well, Croatian, Croatian language is a hard language. It's really a hard language. And sometimes when I would ask people whether they want to be interviewed in Croatian or in English, they would say, oh, can we please do it in English? My Croatian is very bad. But sometimes they would say a sentence or two or three in Croatian, and then I would really appreciate the effort they're making. So I, I know it takes a lot of time, and we all understand that. Uh, however, it's always nice to hear somebody trying. But if you can't speak any Croatian, that's completely fine with us as well, because I think that the majority of Croatian people are okay with English. They speak English or understand English at least. Mm -hmm. I think it might even be one of the highest in Europe of like English literacy uh, levels. I think Croatia has a very high like English speaking population. But yeah, they do. Croatians do always appreciate in my personal experience when you try to speak Croatian, even though I know I'm messing up all the padeji and everything. <laughs> padeji are awful, even for us. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the, the Stranac u Hrvatskoj, where can people find that? That's a really uh, cool thing that you're doing. And I think a lot of people listening would be interested in, you know, hearing some of the stories of these people. You said that's on RTL Danas? Yeah, so it was, air, it, it, um, it was aired last year. Now we took a little break from that. Uh, however, you can still find... Um, you can still find the, re the the reports that I've done before uh, on some of our social media and on our uh, website. So I can I can if anyone interested, I can send you the links. Message me on Instagram or somewhere, and I will be happy to share you some links. Yes, and I'll include all the links that you would like in the episode description, so people can you know who are listening can click on those. Um, either before I let you go as you know I think I'm I went a little over time what I told you <laughs> this was gonna no be... it's fine it's it's completely fine because I know that I can talk a lot so maybe I actually went over time <laughs> it's all great stuff though all really interesting um, stories and what you're doing is really cool what what do you have as far as future plans uh, I want to still uh, be very focused on my job that's my priority at the moment but I've always been like that. I just really like to keep myself busy. And especially if I'm doing things that I enjoy, I just really want to uh, be able to, to put myself out there completely. So I want to continue to building my career. I think that there are perhaps, I, I really hope there are some great stuff ahead of me. Um, hopefully some great projects in the future, some new perhaps um, serious um uh, like foreigner in Croatia, perhaps something like that or something different. I don't know. I, I really want to be focused on my career and I want to be focused on my friends and family and uh, just, you know, um, spending my time with them and also taking every free time that I have to be able to go and travel somewhere. I love traveling, but um, I just sometimes don't have enough time and also the coronavirus kind of as well as well did um, perhaps messed up the tempo of traveling that I used to perhaps had um, but I think it was for for all of us it was it was quite stressful so yeah 
these are my plans. Nothing really, nothing really very exciting. Well, I mean, <laughs> Just <it's> normal all... <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, if you're continuing what you're doing now, I mean, it's all exciting because what you're doing now is exciting. You're doing some really cool stuff. And, um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the All Things Croatia podcast here. And, um, yeah, I wish you the best of luck and excited to see, you know, what you do in the future. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your kind words and thank you for inviting me.